Hi everyone, I hope you're well. So today I'm delighted to be joined by my Flowforma colleagues, Paul Stone, Product Strategist, and Shay O'Connor, Head of Solutions. Welcome guys, and thank you for joining me today. There's only three areas that we're going to cover today, and basically uh, broken down uh, the new normal, how, how to face the change, and then what to do uh, moving forward. Um, so just with the new normal, I know it's a very coined phrase at the moment, but we have been um, using our connections with the likes of Forrester Research, uh, reports from McKinsey and so on, and just basically getting to grips with uh, what organizations are facing at the moment. Now, everybody will obviously understand because we're all in this together, which makes this really unique. So I'm not, we're, myself and Paul aren't going to be sitting here telling you about things that uh, you're not aware of. Um, it's how to organize yourself to get out of this. So the new normal is going to give you lots of uh, struggles. There's big changes afoot. The reality is this is, there is going to be a new way of, of uh, applying yourself to your workload. There is going to be a new way of approaching uh, how you deal with customers, et cetera, because not everybody wants to meet face-to-face -face, uh, so much anymore, safety considerations, et cetera. Uh, so you're going to have to start adopting new practices um, to try and fit into this new normal. Now, Paul and I have come across a lot of customers firsthand who are basically have to grab this head on and face this new challenge. We, we luckily for us, we, uh, and it, it makes it very, I say important at the moment, we deal a lot with in the healthcare industry, the Beaumont Hospital, for example, and, and even we have um, a few of the um, homes, the, for care homes also uh, who use Philforma. They've had to adapt really fast to going fully digitized. And Paul, just from your point of view, um, you would have found the same thing, I presume, was that people just started getting overwhelmed. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much change going on at the moment. That's the one big thing about COVID is change, change, change everywhere. And people have, are having to change the way they work, change their processes, and they're having to move away from um, anything involving paper, uh, anything involves, that involves paper. Paper is a transmission medium for COVID. So um, you want to get away from paper processes and move to digital processes. And that can be a big thing if you're not used to this um, working from home, working remote environment where you're, you're constantly using digital tools um, to carry out your work. Um, it can be a big change. And yeah, so we were lucky enough, sorry, Paul, we were lucky enough uh, here in Flowforma that we would obviously, time to time, we'd work remotely. So we would have a lot, I mean, our digital footprint is pretty strong. Um, so everybody is set up to do it. But we were finding a, a great reaction from even some of our own customers, et cetera, who are actually digitizing, but it's the whole remote uh, network where their ability to collaborate, you know, got a bit of, got a knock on the head. And that, that uh, ability to communicate where people stand within, you know, doing their steps, their process, that became, I mean, a bit of a nightmare. It still is. 
Absolutely. If you're used to um, communicating with paper or even with, with email, they're not very efficient communication mechanisms. And uh, it's it's difficult to replace those. You have to replace them with uh, with uh, managing things via you know attachments and so on, with spreadsheets to manage them. It's, it's much more difficult to do that in a controlled way, in yeah. a way that's that you can, get, can basically manage effectively and keep yeah. up your productivity, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. much harder. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you're saying there about the spreadsheet element of things. It's it's funny, whereas before you could nearly look over the partition and say, so are you in that spreadsheet? I need to work yeah. on it. You can't do that anymore. So things you took for granted, it's just changed. Yeah. That's it. Things you take for granted have, have just changed and uh, everybody's grabbing whatever they have to hand to try and uh, whatever tools they have to hand to try and um, still work productively and effectively um, mm. in this new environment while working remotely. And it's it's a big change. It's a, it's a lot of uh, people have a lot of difficulty in doing that. Not so much in, in doing it like we're doing it now. So we're communicating yeah. over, you know, a kind of a photo conference. That's actually easy to set up and, uh, and do. But it's getting the results out of yeah, that activity. That's the thing. It's tying it all into business goals, keeping yourself productive. Um, that's the hard part, and that's and, the, and the your sort of your daily to do list, the visibility of where things stand uh, for what you're trying to do. So we are finding that even with uh, say the customers who have adopted Flowformer, for in our case, who wouldn't have uh, digitized everything, they were then scurrying to get that visibility going so they needed to get uh processes up and running while overwhelmed by the fact that they're not used to remote working so they would have had a lot of digitization in the workplace but not from a report from a, a remote point of view that's right and uh while they would have uh, got their key processes maybe digitized uh, there's plenty of things that were not digitized and they needed to basically get something in place very quickly to enable people to continue carrying out yeah. those processes, continue to get results basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you need yeah. a you need a tool to help you do that. Well, you do. Um, now, but you also need a mindset for it as well. So, uh, yeah. and this is the whole scenario of the new normal that like forget that people are you know oh, i can't wait to go back to do things the way we used to do it no no the reality is your workplace isn't going to be packed anymore like especially in the medium term short anyway but in the medium term they're not going to allow you to have lots and lots of people there you're going to have to have more people work remotely i'd probably see like there was uh we're dealing with one of the construction companies over in the UK and they were saying it was being muted that in order to go back to the workplace, they would have to remove paper and bring it down to half the number that where you were in the office could only go back to it, et cetera. So you had this combination of some people in the office, some people working remotely, but that being the new norm for a long time. That's right. It's hard to see the regular office uh, gatherings that used to have uh, to ever come back again, you know, uh, at least until the vaccine is out next year. So, yeah, we're we're stuck with this for a good long time. So, yeah. it's, it, you need to learn to work a new way. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was interesting. I was listening to our chairman recently, who was who was uh, who had met with a, a large banking institution in the UK, and they were saying, well, you know what? About forty percent of our staff are, have actually figured it out. They've they've managed to to uh, to, to be be productive 
when remote working and they're happy yeah. to stay there you know so it is kind yeah, of the yeah, new normal yeah. and in a way some people actually want that to be the way the yeah way. yeah so i mean just just on that when you move forward and you're going to say so the reality is we have a new normal that's it you got to accept it you got to get going uh so what do you do so if you've realized that one this is not going to be going back to the way things used to be i need we as an organization need to adapt so the best thing to do is to actually get committed to something the worst thing you can do is do nothing would you agree paul like yeah absolutely um yeah you're basically COVID has come along and COVID has taken control and you've basically, um, you know, you've got to gain back that control again and yeah. you've got to be committed to doing that. You've got to, to say to yourself, okay, well, actually, you know what, this is a change, fundamental change in the way we work um, by working remotely. And mm. we've got to face it head on and go yeah. in and put in new processes um, and new solutions that actually allow us to stay productive and remain competitive. Yeah. Uh, against their competitors. The competitors are still there. They're also struggling. They're also finding ways. You've got to keep keep competitive and, and uh, basically keep your efficiency and productivity up. So, so yep, uh, to do that, you've got to be committed. Uh, and as well as that, you have to be prepared. I mean, I know it's there. It says you have to be prepared. But I was reading uh, a McKinsey report the other day. And basically, there was a few facets to this where they were explaining what industries were being hit, et cetera, how they were being hit and what the future was going to hold. But the reality was, no matter what vertical you are in, once you've realized that things are changing and you've realized you have to do something about it, you need to start preparing now. Because what will happen is those that are in your vertical, like your competitors, you mentioned it, Paul, some of them are preparing. So what will happen is they will become more efficient, be able to do a lot of their remote working, et cetera. While if you wait to the day they say you can go back to the office or some of you can, you're already going to be behind the curve. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a danger as well. If you don't change now, change becomes harder in the future because the new normal becomes less productive you know yeah yes become, yeah you, you know the, if you don't change now you don't keep your productivity up well then the normal is hey you're not productive yeah. Yeah. so the earlier you start that change journey the better your results are going to be yeah people yeah. already are, are people realize at this moment collectively that things need to change but down the line people become a bit complacent you know it's going to be much harder so now is the time it's funny, uh, one of our newest uh, customers, Maverick Construction over in the US, yeah. they basically decided, hey, not that this was an opportunity, but that the, the, the CEO of the organization knew that when you are in times of trouble, those that turn around and actually up the ante straight away usually perform better than their counterparts. So then they have evidence of producing the goods. So they literally started and have started digitizing all their process that used to receive by on form, you know, as a piece of paper. Yeah. They they just changed it. They just started changing it straight away because the workforce, they were willing to take on new, new ways of doing things because they kind of realized, yeah, this is okay. I believe you. There is a requirement 
to change things. So I'm with you on this. It yeah. meant that that they could adopt really quickly, you know. And the the, the head of the organization, instead of sitting back and going, this is a terrible place that we're in, decided, no, no, I'm going to inspire these guys. I'm going to get these guys going. And let's try a new way of doing it. And that's just one of our customers. That is literally only last month they started. Yeah, but it's an, it's an excellent point. You know, this um, this this kind of crisis that we've been falling into uh, does breed opportunities. And the opportunities, people can see that. And yeah. if you can, if you can get early success with that, those changes with introducing digital processes and so on, get early success. It really does inspire people. They say, "Oh, why didn't we do this six months ago?" You know. Yeah, so, and I, um, I was listening to a webinar the other day, and basically, guy doing the web, webinar, guy uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, he said, uh, "What are you doing today to help yourself for tomorrow?" You know, it was a real call to arms, but it was a, his thing was that. Don't be sitting around. Just actually do something today that will help you get better results tomorrow and moving on. You got to do it now. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you'll see that in a lot of motivational speeches. They'll say, well, the first thing you got to do is get started. You know, yeah. you know, if you, if you never got started, then you'll, you'll never achieve anything. And I think that's that's so true in the case of um, the opportunity for introducing digitized processes now is, is you got to just get started and get in there. And um, I think you'll very quickly see that you'll get results. And yeah, that will so, inspire, inspire everybody. I mean, and, and on that, yeah. so when you start moving forward, okay, so you've realized that things are abysmal, they've yeah. changed. They're not going to change, flip back to the old way. And I don't know, even know when they will. Nobody knows, Nobody knows. when or if. Uh, and you've decided we are going to do something about it. Like it, it, our area of expertise at the moment is around helping companies. And we've been doing this for the last few years, is helping companies digitize and helping them make the most out of the processes that they already have in place, just making them more efficient. Um, but we've sort of come up with a five-step, uh, not say plan, but there are five areas you need to take into consideration when you want to digitize. So, Paul, I mean, you really yeah. sort of focused in on this over the last few years for us and found the best yeah. results. That's it. There's a few common traits that you find, um, you know, after you have several successful projects, um, digitization project, pro, um, projects, there's a few common traits that seem to ring true. Um, the first one there is finding a champion. So what you're proposing here is to digitize quickly, um, you know, and, and basically that's something that, that traditionally companies didn't do. Yeah. So this is something where it's a new idea, a new uh, concept to most people in the workforce. So you need to find that champion in the workforce that's going to promote the whole idea um, and push people to success. And they um, need to be committed to this, right? Like, I mean, that's right. bottom line is, if you don't have, uh, basically for the analogy of a captain on a ship type scenario, if you don't have a champion or, a, or an evangelist and somebody who knows the benefits, et cetera, and can communicate that to all of the users, et cetera, 
you're really up against us. And we've seen this time and time again, where if the champion isn't strong enough or isn't committed, the adoption suffers. Yeah, and that's it. The adoption suffers and ultimately you end up with a lower return on investment. So we've yeah. in the very if you go back a long way, um, we've had companies come to us who who want to digitize just one process. They have one particular painful process that they want to resolve. And for sure it, it gets resolved and then and that's where it stops. Now yeah. they get a lot of benefit from that. But the real win is where you have that champion who actually pushes the company to change on a broader scale to digitize many processes. And suddenly you have a snowball rolling and you really gain a lot of return on, on investment taking that approach. So, so for sure, uh, if you look, yeah, sorry, Shay. Yeah, ahead. no, I was just gonna say, so a great uh, example uh, for us, and it's really relevant at the minute, is in Beaumont Hospitals. So where the director of IT championed yeah. the whole scenario of getting everything digitized. Now they've been doing this for the last few years and they have been, they, I think at last count, they've about 60 odd, would it be that? Maybe a bit more processes digitized more, yeah. already. Yeah. So when they came into this problem, this pandemic, and they're the second largest uh, hospital in Ireland and are an epicenter for treatment of people at the moment, um, they could easily adapt to the new environment where he didn't have with the took away paper and they actually extended the footprint of flow format to involve third parties so they got all the gps on the platform so that referral letters would no longer be physical paper they did not want the physical paper because they said that the virus can transfer over it and they put them all on flow format within how long did it take to get that up and running you were dealing with that oh, i think a few weeks uh it's a total project time yeah so uh it can really be done really quickly and i think speed is a real key thing with them um, with this particular situation we're in at the moment with COVID. Yeah. is you need to be able to uh, react quickly and get systems in place as soon as possible yeah. and uh, absolutely in the in that hospital environment in particular healthcare um, and yeah. this is so important and um, yeah. so it's a real uh, success story there with Beaumont too, that they were able to, to change really quickly. Um, and we had the same with exactly. the construction guys. So the construction guys uh, over in the UK, for example, the likes of Balfour, and that's uh, customers of ours, where they realized we we got to take paper out of this. We have to. If we yeah, want to get our workforce back. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the key thing there is there, a lot of projects will be suspended. So, you know, when the initial COVID outbreak break happens, so they've got to get those projects back up and running again. To do that, they've got to get all the resources, all the yeah. resources um, back on site working again. And of course, that's not a trivial thing. Yeah, no. Every resource that goes back on site has to be medically checked and so on to, to, to show that they don't have yeah. um, the disease, for example. So there's lots and lots of process, process related to getting everything back up and running again. Getting everybody remobilized, yeah. Remobilized. And that's something that's that's common across many industries. So we've seen it in mm. construction, sure, but but um, we've, we've seen lots of other industries come to us and um, uh, talk to us about COVID specific, we call them COVID specific processes. So remobilization, yeah. that only, we only talked about that when COVID came along. That's right. Same, yeah. yeah, you know, and the same thing, this is the, the, the kind of um, 
it's just a, one example of of the change that COVID brought, has brought. But yeah, but, um, there's many others as well. Like there's um, emergency funding, for example, emergency funding to be released to people. That's yeah. also a common process we've seen uh, in relation to COVID too. And as you're like, so as you're describing or giving examples of the processes, just a second point there, like when you're moving forward, once you found your champion, you've got to target the obvious. I mean, yeah, no, and explain absolutely. what that means, but because you coined the phrase, <laughs> target the obvious. Well. The thing about it is that it's all about building momentum for change, okay? So you gotta um, convince people that actually change is a good thing. So yeah. what you do is you target the pain points, target the processes that everybody knows as a, is a difficult area in the business, uh, and then digitize those guys first. You know, so yeah. so basically you have early wins. And I think- So would you go people... for simple ones or complex ones? Like well, when you say target, the average, say you have four or five. It's the, it's the processes that everybody knows Right. So you know what I mean? It's it's not so much whether they're complex or simple or whatever. It's okay. basically Familiar processes. Ones. Yeah. The processes that everybody knows are are yeah. are difficult. And it can be really simple stuff, Shay. Like simple stuff that um, you know, um like site visit requests that are done on pieces of paper and so on and that are the pieces of paper are lost. Things that are actually quite straightforward, but um but then they can be complex as well. And yeah. the key thing here is to select select the right ones to generate momentum for change. So what you want to do is, is put those processes, digitize those processes quickly, get yeah. results, and then show the results as clear evidence that digitization is works and is a good thing, and then build that momentum within the business to, to, to get the snowball rolling. Now, one thing as well, just on that, and it's something that crops up all the time, so especially on the first process, people start looking at it and they're going, right, yeah, that's nearly there, but I need, I'm going to make this small change or I've got a request to make this small change. And it, it, the process is built to 95, 98% like that, like within, you could actually have it done in days. In the day, yeah. And then it gets stretched out because everybody wants to have an input and make that small tweak and so on to this first process. But you wouldn't advocate that. No, I wouldn't at all. Um, so I've got um, 30 years in IT, most of that work is as a business analyst. So yeah. working on defining processes is my bread and butter. And um, I can tell you from working on so many projects that if you try and be a perfectionist um, and get the process 100% right, you'll be there for months. You'll be there yeah. for months scribbling a piece of paper, having meetings, talking and talking and talking and not getting any results. So right. the right way to do this, the right way to do this is get something out there in front of users as quickly as possible. A prototype. Get the first like. version going. The first version, the first draft. Yeah. Draft the process and get it in front of people and then wait for some feedback to come back in. So that's and your react people... quickly scenario there. It is indeed, yeah, absolutely react quickly. So get, get the process out there as quickly as possible. Get a solution in front of people. Let yeah. them try it out. Right. And then test and learn, discover what the, 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 the small problems are. Yeah, so and in like other words, you, until you, you put it out into the live environment, you're not going to get the proper feedback that sitting around a table would produce. It literally has to be live feedback. Get that, but have an environment that you can react quickly to those inputs from uh, your yeah. users or your end users. Yep, and keep that momentum going. And at the end of the day, what does it result in? Adoption. So people yeah. actually adopt it in the workplace. And that's the that's the 
the secret of success. If, if you get yeah. your system adopted in the workplace, you're going to get your returns, you know? Yeah. And then you can, you can refine that process over time to increase those returns. But if you don't get it out there in the first place, you'll never see any of that. So you won't get the, get the track, get I the mean, track out there, get the feedback. Yeah, and I used to be a developer back in the days. and But now with the likes of Flowform, I've been a no code base environment and tool that you can react quickly and you can show people what the change could look like, get agreement quite fast and get it updated and out there and even create it and out there. Because I remember long time coding and coding and coding. And when I used to develop back in the day and it was very difficult to get things agreed. Whereas when you're dealing with the no code environments of this world like Flowforma, you've got that opportunity to make the changes. Do it change, quickly. change and refine, you know, yeah. and certainly, well, like I would used to be in that, that space as well. And, you know, people would, I, people would reject systems that you'd spent six months building because of some silly little thing, like, yeah, you know, they didn't yeah. have this, like this, this field was wrong or, you know, yeah. people had all sorts of reasons. And very often there were good reasons that just, yeah. we didn't just, you know, people building the system just didn't know there was a need. Um, so there can be very legitimate reasons. And if you can actually react to that quickly and fix the problem quickly, get it back out there again, then it really makes a big difference. Yeah. And just and the, the final two pieces just there. I mean, I know we're, we're sort of running short of time, uh, but basically you have to, when you have this environment created, you need to train people how to use it, you know, get them up, get them comfortable. And then hopefully the more that they get comfortable, you set up that center of excellence, if at all possible, where you have more than one person who knows how to do things. Yeah, being able to train people in the system quickly so that they can again adopt it quickly is really important. So you yeah. want to keep that training cycle right down to the minimum, especially for the business users out in the field who have to use the system. They want to be able to get, get using that system as quickly as possible, minimal yeah. training. It should be pretty much obvious how to use it from the moment they they turn on their laptops or their PCs, sure. whatever. So short training cycle, really important. And then having a system that can be modified by business process owners um, is very important as well. So you set up like a center of excellence in your environment where your business process owners are actually the, the support members who actually support yeah. the rest of the team on how to use the system. So yeah, absolutely, that's definitely the way to go. Um, really appreciate your insights, Paul and Shay. I'm sure everyone listening in um, really benefited from um, all your discussions. Paul and Shay, thank you so much again for joining me. Great conversation. Thanks, Arsa. Thanks, guys. Cheerio. Bye now. Bye.